What is going on, New York Giant fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Big Blue in the Bronx podcast. Hit the like button, subscribe, do all the good stuff. Turn on post notifications so you know when the live stream pops or video drops. Also, if you're listening on podcast platforms, please give us a five-star review. Appreciate it. So, a little backward psychology here. If you guys are on the YouTube channel, I did my 53-man before... I did this recording of the Jets-Giants recap, so again, a little backward psychology, but the Giants already started making cuts, so I'm like, you know what, I just gotta throw this out there and put in my predictions before more moves be, you know, are getting made and stuff like that, so apologies for the backward psychology, it'll be much better next year, because once again, the Giants played on a Saturday, and a lot of different things happen, but anyway, we do have a game to go over and as mentioned on the YouTube channel community notes, the schedule is going to be a little screwed up. I would say starting on September 8th, I think it's a Friday. Actually, no, September 9th, the Saturday, we're going to have that Tuesday-Saturday balance back again. So uh, just some things to look out for. Just keeping tabs with the YouTube channel, the community notes, the, the Twitter. That's where I'm most active. So the New York Giants lost 24-32 to the New York Jets. In the final preseason game. And we're going to go over the usual stats overview. First thoughts. Um, some stuff about the offense. Some stuff about the defense. Final statements. And stock up, stock down. So in terms of first thoughts. The backups played most of the game. And I'm actually a little surprised that Deontay Banks, Trey Hawkins. Those guys did not play. But to be completely fair. You didn't really learn anything from this game. You didn't, right? I mean, the Giants played backups when Aaron Rodgers was in, and Aaron Rodgers looked pretty good. But if you're a Giants fan who's been watching the last three preseason games, you really didn't learn anything. Not much at all. So some of the same stuff is going to be redundant, but we got to go into the stats overview first. Um, in terms of the passing game, Tim Boyle led the Jets 9 for 11, two touchdowns, 107 yards. Tommy DeVito... 19 to 29, 210 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. A uh, pick that was really bad, by the way. Zach Wilson, 11 of 18, 107 yards. Tyrod Taylor, 2 of 4 for 5 yards. And then Aaron Rodgers, 5 of 8, 1 touchdown, 47 yards. Not much going for the Jets in the running game. 19 carries, 41 yards, 2.2 yards per carry. Zonovan Knight was the lead carrier, 7 carries, 22 yards. With Travis Dye also in second, 5 carries, 16 yards. Giants rushing game. 10 carries, 55 yards for James Robinson, arguably his best preseason game. He has since been released. Um, Tommy DeVito, 6 carries, 33 yards. Did good navigating out of the pocket. Khalil Pimpleton, 2 carries, 17 yards. Uh, Eric Gray, 7 carries, 11 yards. Deshaun Corbin, 6 carries, 6 yards. So not much in the Giants running game now. Of course, you could always chalk it back to uh, solid carries for Pimpleton, DeVito, and Robinson. But 32 carries... 125 yards at 3.9 yards per carry, which is below average for the NFL, and one touchdown. So the Giants still need to work on some things there, and it's not just the backups. The starters also need to do a better job, but we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Leading receivers for the Jets, Xavier Gibson, the rookie free agent that's been trying to make the roster via receiving and punt returning and all that sort of good stuff. I think he's going to make the team. Now, of course, I could be wrong. But seven receptions, 79 yards. I think he had two drops, but the seven receptions definitely goes over 
the negatives. Uh, Alex Erickson, five receptions, 38 yards, two receptions, 37 yards for Irvin Charles, and three receptions, 30 yards for Garrett Wilson and the touchdown over Jamon Green. David Sills definitely made a good last resort effort, and two years ago against the Jets, not last year, but two years ago against the Jets, he also made some nice plays. I think he had three catches for 84 yards. He had six catches, 81 yards against the Jets, and a touchdown against, I don't remember the first name, Shelton was the corner. Eric Gray had four catches, 48 yards. Lawrence Cager had three catches, 24 yards, and that's pretty much that. In terms of fumbles, Jameson Crowder was credited with one, but his knee was down. In terms of top defensive players for the Jets, Bruce Hector, who was a former Detroit Lion, he actually played really well. Four tackles, two for a loss, two quarterback hits, and two sacks. Deslin Alexandre, he had some key moments, but also some key bad moments. One tackle for a loss. Uh, a pass deflection each by Bryce Hall and Derek Lankford. Hall didn't really do that good. Uh, Bryce Huff had a sack, a quarterback hit, tackle for a loss, two tackles. He's a guy, honestly, I would watch if I was the New York Giants and he gets released on the waiver wire, but uh, we'll see if he even gets released. I know Jeff fans are very weary about that. Jermaine Johnson absolutely obliterated Matt Parrott for a sack, a tackle for a loss, and a quarterback hit. Uh, also, a tackle for a loss for Sam Aguavin, former Dolphin. A sack, a tackle for a loss, and a quarterback hit for the former, I think it's USFL or XFL Defensive Player of the Year, Pita Tomopenu. I'm going to pronounce that as best as possible. A tackle for a loss for Marquis Spencer. A pass deflection, a quarterback hit, and a touchdown for Brandon Eccles, who had the pick six off Tommy DeVito. A tackle for a loss for Michael Carter the second, and Solomon Thomas. And then a pass deflection each for Jimmy Moreland and Sauce Gardner. Uh, in terms of quarterback hits and all totals, one defensive touchdown, six quarterback hits, five pass deflections, ten tackles for loss, and five quarterback hits for the Jets. So if you're the Jets, you're feeling really good. Even though you're playing against backups, some of the other guys rotating in Bryce Huff, he's looked really good. So uh, you're feeling good about the defensive line depth. For the Giants, the lead tackler was Alex Cook with seven, and then Amani Oruwari, Darren Evans with six. A pass deflection for Jamon Green, Darren Evans, and Amani Oruwari, a tackle for loss for Jamon Green, a quarterback hit for Javarius Owens, a sack for Ray Wilborn, which I really didn't see, or maybe I didn't see it because I was in transition period during the live stream, but... Um, he did have a sack, quote-unquote, on the day. Two tackles for loss for Carter Coughlin, who's really making a strong case for that inside linebacker five spot. Taman Fox with a tackle for a loss and a pass deflection. And then O'Shane Zeman is with the quarterback hit. So the Giants really didn't do much on the stat sheet defensively. Sack, four tackles for loss, two quarterback hits, and four pass deflections. Um, Xavier Gibson had a punt return yard for a punt return, excuse me, for 20 yards. It was actually really good. Uh, if he didn't step out of bounds, he probably had a couple of ways to go. Team stats, let's go to that before we get into the offense and all that sort of stuff. First down, the Giants had 22, Jets had 19. 12 first downs passing for the Giants, 14 for the Jets. Rushing first downs, 8 for the Giants, 3 for the Jets. Giants, 2 first downs from penalties, same with the Jets. 7 to 16, Giants were on third down, 5-11. The Jets, 1 for 1 on fourth down, the Giants were, and Jets did not attempt any fourth downs. Um, total plays, Giants 70, 57 for the Jets, 321 yards for the Giants, 302 for the Jets. Both teams had 11 drives. The Giants had 4.6 yards per play, 5.3 for the Jets. Red zone, Giants were 1 for 1, Jets 3 for 4. 
Giants for 557, meaning penalties. So five penalties for 57 yards, four penalties for 46 yards for the Jets. One turnover by the Giants, and that was obviously the Brandon Eccles touchdown. And the Giants led in time possession, 3208 to 2752. So let's get into the key takeaways here. Um, the first one has to go to something that we've talked about numerous times in terms of game recaps. Tommy DeVito looked good again. And if anything, I'll mention this a little bit more later on. He looked better than Tyrod Taylor this entire preseason. And on that note, I think he's going to make the quarterback three role on the practice squad. I don't think they're going to keep three quarterbacks. Not many teams do nowadays. I would see the Jets probably doing that because Tim Boyle, Aaron Rodgers, and Zach Wilson, unless they do cut Tim Boyle, but I don't really see that happening. However, back to the DeVito note, I mean... I mentioned multiple times, in camp, he looked confused. In camp, he was throwing balls away, would have been sacks, all this stuff. Totally different in the preseason games. I would argue that despite the pick, this was probably his best performance. And he also got the most playing time. Like, Taylor, yeah, he played one or two drives this game. He also played one or two drives against the Detroit Lions. But Tommy DeVito, again, looked good. Undrafted free agent quarterback you don't really have the highest standards for you think this guy's gonna be a disaster it's not gonna be much but he's under the tutelage of Mike Kafka Shea Tierney and Brian Dable so raise that standard up a little bit but he still exceeded my expectations as well as many other giant fans you know across Twitter and across the fan base as well so local Jersey kid I think he's going to make the practice squad and in terms of him being better than Tyron Taylor I know a lot of giant fans are coming out here saying well you know I do think Tommy DeVito should oust Taylor out of a spot or Tommy DeVito should just make the roster in general. That's not going to happen because the Giants did invest a good amount of money in Tyrod Taylor. He is a decent backup in this league, though I will say next year, next year, I wouldn't be surprised if Tommy DeVito is quarterback two behind Daniel Jones because Tyrod Taylor's contract ends after this year and if the Giants don't like what they see out of Tyrod Taylor, which it's been decent if it's going to be uh, the highest amount of regard we give him, decent, then uh, they could just move on or maybe sign another backup QB. But Tommy DeVito, he looked good. And he's looked good, again, this entire preseason, but that one pick was terrible. I will say that. Um, it was an RPO. Sills stopped on his route because he didn't know what DeVito was going to do. Eccles right in front of it. And Eccles got a lot of playing time because he's getting suspended for one game, I think it's either, I think it's PED use or something like that. No, it was, excuse me, it was a DUI. But, um, yeah, just that one pick was very, very weird. Did a Zach, arm, Zach Wilson sidearm, Eccles picks it off, it's a touchdown. Um, in terms of the running game, let's go to that. The running game had their best day, but that doesn't say a lot. The Giants have averaged 3.3 yards per carry this entire preseason. That's not good. That's not good. Um, not really any breakaway runs, except for this game. James Robinson had two. Total-wise, he had 10 carries, 55 yards. Just two runs really sprouted it. I mean, he had the 28-yard run. So you move 28, you go to 27. That's nine carries for 27 yards, if my math stands correctly. That's still three yards per carry. So outside of that run, and I get it, you know, that's... All the variables inside there. Oh, you take this away, whatever. I will give him credit. He's no longer on the roster as of this moment. But he did have his best day. Not good enough to make the roster. Now, Eric Gray, I think, looked better. 
than last game. He did make a couple of guys miss in the screen game, and he did decent running the football. Jayshon Corbin also, despite the stats, he had one yard per carry. I think he's going to find a home somewhere. And once again, you look at the stat sheet, you're like, oh, this guy really doesn't impress me. But if you look at the games, he's got some speed. He's a solid back receiving-wise out of the backfield. But I just, I, I think the Giants should have a roster spot for him. I don't think it's going to happen, though, because in what world do you really keep four running backs? But there's a lot of things that I could be wrong on. But I do think that Giant fans and a lot of people should note that Jay Sean Corbin had a really nice preseason. And I think he's going to find a home somewhere. Despite moments, the rushing game has failed this preseason. I think one of the biggest failures that this rushing game has endured this preseason is the fact that you could say, okay, 3.3 yards per carry, that's not good. We know that. The amount of times on short yardage situations against the Lions, against the Panthers, against the Jets, there was a couple of times. Third down. Now, they didn't do this on fourth this game because they succeeded on all their attempts. They only went for it once. But third down and one. That's favorable for the offense, right? That's favorable unless they stack the box. But even then, you got enough guys to block. Third and one has been terrible for the Giants this preseason. And once again, you can attribute that to a lot of different things. The lack of speed out of Eric Gray and James Robinson. The offensive line. A couple other different issues. So that's something that the New York Giants are going to have to really focus on come regular season. Now, you will have Breida, you will have Saquon Barkley, and you will have Andrew Thomas, Bredesen, JMS, Azudu, Glowinski, however they figure that guard position out, and then Evan Neal. You will have those guys, so it's going to be an upgrade. But again, if that's a problem this season, I, I'm a little worried. But I don't think it's going to be. I think it's just a preseason issue. Colin Johnson with the third team, not much attention at all. I predicted him to make the roster initially, and then on my recent prediction, which came out a few hours ago, I said, this guy's not going to make the roster. I think him getting hurt in that Lions game really punctured any chance of him making the roster, and he didn't make the roster. He got waived, so he's going through waivers and whatnot. Brian Dable wished him the best. Um, he just didn't get enough attention or as much attention as he did last preseason and that's an issue of course Colin Johnson's been you know going around with a couple of different teams Giants picked him up in 21 did solid 22 could have been better but hey we'll see what happens and what team he goes to David Sills had his best preseason game as I said it just comes against the Jets most of the time like three catches 84 yards against the Jets two years ago now, this time, you know, David Sills was the leading receiver, six catches, 81 yards. Does he make the roster? I don't think so. But, you know, he made a couple of nice catches. I think there was like one or two bad plays from him. But David Sills, preseason warrior, that's what I'll say. And then let's go ahead and talk about the elephant in the room, which has been, you know, around Jets excuse me, around Giants Twitter, around Giants YouTube, the offensive line. Now, if there's one player I had to pinpoint that looked like absolute trash and really shouldn't have, but at the same time, our, my expectation is just low, is Matt Parrott. He looked god-awful. Now, you could say, oh, we, you know, we went up against Jermaine Johnson. Yeah, yeah, he did. And he got absolutely put on his ass. But 
Bryce Huff also beat him for a sack, which, if you guys remember too, two years ago, Bryce Huff beat him for a sack on the right side. So Bryce Huff does it on the right side, does it on the left side. And you could say, well, Bryce Huff is a good rotational pass rusher, but Matt Parrott should be beating those guys. Third-round pick out of UConn. Same fucking issues with him. Literally the same issues. And I'm not saying this just to be a hater or just to, you know, make points, but Matt Parrott's look like garbage. And again, another one of those scenarios where Tyree Phillips goes down, Devery Hamilton goes down. Matt Parrott has the chance of a lifetime to come in and be a solid swing tackle. He just cost himself a roster spot with the last two garbage performances. So, again, same with the entire O-line, too. Corey Cunningham didn't look good. Wyatt Davis got injured, unfortunately, but it's not like he was going to make the roster anyway. Um, Marcus McKeithen couldn't really tell what he did, but he got his first NFL action. So, I don't expect Marcus McKeithen to make any impact on this team except for specials. Probably till I would say the second half of the season, if that, because this guy's coming off an ACL and he has not yet played an NFL game officially. So, um, defense wise, let's talk about one player before we get to the scrubs. Isaiah Simmons played five snaps. I didn't expect him to play at all, but the one uh, play that got me, the one play, was this guy just. Blew by Michael Carter in the backfield. Now, he didn't get the sack. I'm like, damn, who the hell was that? 46. And then they showed the replay. I'm like, that's Isaiah Simmons. He also had a couple of man coverage reps, apparently. I didn't look into those too much. Now, it would have been nice if he did tackle Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers did escape the pocket. He tumbled. He threw the ball away. But that just shows you at least a glimpse of what Isaiah Simmons could bring to this team. If he stirs up that tackle, that could be a sack. You know, as a blitzer on third down, in that situation, he was playing the run, making a couple of different plays. So, obviously, he's going to make the roster. They wouldn't have traded for him otherwise. But, again, that one snap just showed you what Isaiah Simmons could do. Is he going to be first-round pick Isaiah Simmons? No. But it just shows you what he could do within the strengths of this scheme. Um, as far as another player, we talk about that inside linebacker room, Carter Coughlin, he solidified his spot as inside linebacker five, in my opinion, he's a guy who's placed, you know, he plays specials. He's on his last year of his rookie contract. So he's on a contract year. I don't expect him to get much playing time unless it's specials or if somebody gets hurt within the inside linebacker room, but I thought he played really well. Now there are times I've mentioned in the past that he just flies when he misses a tackle. But Coughlin, man, I mean, he played the run well. He beat Elijah Vera Tucker, who's a very good guard, inside for a run stop on Michael Carter. So credits to Carter Coughlin, man. I mean, he can do a couple of different things. We mentioned specials, inside linebacker. He could rush the passer as well. I kind of would like to see that a little bit more, but there's not going to be much of a hole to put him in because you do have McFadden you do have Beavers you got to worry about any any pass rushers that the Giants do bring in or whatnot now I will say this now we move to the pass rusher room O'Shane Zimenez zero impact zero impact and I will say this I'm not going to sit here and trash the Giants broadcast or whatever but it seems like Carl Banks maybe this is just me not anybody else but I think he's trying to slowly hype up O'Shane Zimenez and really has all preseason and O'Shane Zimenez sorry he hasn't done jack shit like, that's just my honest opinion. And he did have a quarterback hit this game, but he was getting moved in the running game. Again, 
He wasn't making any impact against twos and threes. Again, Max Mitchell, going to say this right now, has been garbage, absolute garbage for the New York Jets. And maybe fans don't want to say that. I'll leave it to the Jets fan base to decipher whatever opinions they want to on Max Mitchell. But Max Mitchell is a fourth-round pick. He's a backup in this league. You telling me that you couldn't take advantage of that? Greg Sinat, former Cowboy, you tell me you couldn't take advantage of that? Tamon Fox, yeah, he wasn't highlight Tamon Fox. But he was making plays in the running game and maybe had one or two quarterback pressures. So you could sit here and say, well, this, this, and this. Deshaun Bauer's already been cut. But the way it looks right now, if you weren't cutting Bauer, maybe I could say, okay, the Giants are fine in the edge room. O'Shane Zimenez should be gone either way, but I think the Giants have to go out there and get an edge rusher. Bryce Huff, maybe we could fit you in as well. If we wanted to talk about the cornerback room, I have absolutely no confidence in the backups. Now, some of those guys already been cut. Darren Evans, one of them. I mean, just a mix of good and bad plays, but mostly bad. Um, there was a pass interference on Amani Oruarie. The effort he gave on that Alex Erickson touchdown where he had to loop around a couple of blocks but chose not to. Hey, listen, pal, you don't have to make this roster. I'm just going to say that right now. And I know that's kind of a salty remark, a salty take, whatever you want to say. But, man, I mean, I had expectations at least solid for him. Like, okay, you know, this guy's going to be coming in a decent backup, right? Didn't really get the, uh, the greatest of hands dealt to him in Detroit being a shitty coaching staff. And then, you know, not making the most of his opportunities and injury too. But man, he's coming and sucked this camp. And then a couple of missed tackles, a couple of key third downs where he didn't take the right angle to the to the ball carrier. And that's a first down for the Jets. So, Aruarie, I mean, I'm completely disappointed. I'm just going to say that. I have been and I continue to be and I don't think he's going to make this roster. Darren Evans gave up a touchdown to Alex Erickson. He did make a nice play on McCole Hardman. So, that's his highlight of his career, I guess. But there was one where Erickson just totally turned him around in the end zone when Tim Boyle was getting pressure. And Tim Boyle made a very nice throw. It was a sidearm throw. He had to get that out. Jamon Green, man. I didn't have any expectations. And, you know, he shows me that I shouldn't have expectations. Uh, with all due respect to the guy, tackling is an issue for him. You can't be an NFL defender if you can't tackle. It's just simple as that. And I could say one thing if he has the coverage skills to make up for it. No. No, 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 didn't happen. Multiple third downs, multiple missed tackles, multiple bad angles. There was one play he made on a screen that looked really good. And yeah, you're not going to sit here and violate him because he allowed a touchdown to Garrett Wilson, who's a top receiver in this league. But he didn't make the plays he needed to to at least try to vie for a practice squad role. So it just wonders to me, who are the Giants going to keep as a backup corner? Are they going to put Aaron Robinson off the PUP. Are they going to keep him on there? Are the Giants going to go out and get a guy, maybe like Bless Austin, who's an experienced corner, former Jet, former Seahawk, former Falcon. So there's a lot of interesting tidbits we're going to see over these next few days. It's all going to unfold. But if it showed you anything, really this entire preseason, the Giants have zero depth at corner. Darnay Holmes is probably going to be kept at least for the first few days before the Giants maybe can deal him out to somebody who needs a zone corner. So there's that. Um, offensive line, probably the same thing. No depth there. Defensive line, you could be fine with, honestly, because you don't have to rush DJ Davidson back. You got three solid backups in Jordan Riley, Ashawn Robinson, Raheem Nunez Rochez, with Dexter and Leo starting up front. So you don't really care about that. Brandon Bryant, Kevin Atkins, Donovan Gio, those are all scrubs. They're not going to make the roster. They didn't make the roster. And they'll probably find homes on another practice squad or whatever. It's fine. But the, 
the position of concern defensively, multiple positions, if anything, backup corner, one edge rusher, and I think that's it, really. Um, safety, you might have to be concerned a tidbit about because you do have Pinnock, you do have Javarius Owens, you do have Dane Belton and Xavier McKinney, but it wonders, right? You know, Bobby McCain, unfortunately, he got hurt because Randall Cobb decided to blindside the shit out of him. Really not necessary. He had a concussion, so, you know, wonders to me whether he's going to make the roster or not. But Alex Cook, he's not a guy that's going to make the roster. Probably the practice squad. Nick McLeod. Hasn't played the entire preseason. Does he have a spot on this team? So that's where the cornerback depth, the safety depth can get a little uh, worrisome. McLeod is a safety. He could play corner as well. So maybe you can solve that. But, I mean, your best availability, your best ability is availability. So it's just questioning that. And I'm not necessarily worried about inside linebacker anymore. Isaiah Simmons is there. Can do a couple other different things. A minor special teams note. Sterling Shepard returning punts. I thought that was a little odd. But um, one thing with special teams, and we'll talk about that going into the season, is who's going to do punt returns? Who's going to do kick returns? Obviously, probably next week or the week after, you will see the unofficial depth chart released. But, hey, listen, we'll see what happens. Final statements, and then we'll go to roster will stock up, roster will stock down. Tommy DeVito is quarterback three. I think that is a safe assumption. If he's not on the practice squad... Uh, for the New York Giants, I would be surprised in a couple of different areas. I don't think a team is going to claim him, and I don't think the Giants are going to let him just go. I don't think it's going to happen. I think they like this kid. He played really well this preseason. Shoutouts to him. Um, you know, in terms of that, I think he's a solid backup in this league. And if Tyrod Taylor doesn't do well and the Giants elect not to re-sign him next year, hey, listen, Tommy DeVito is a valuable option. He just needs to go up against first stringers probably at some point. Eric Gray is not a fast dude, but he's making progress with missed tackles. Yeah, he's not really known for that, being a fast dude. And I kind of saw that, his senior bowl performance. But if he could just make guys miss, be elusive in that aspect, and be a solid back out of the backfield, he's not going to be asked of much, right? All we ask is, okay, him and Breida just give a breather to Saquon when Saquon needs it. Because Saquon... Yeah, the role probably is going to be lessened in a tidbit because of Darren Waller coming in, all the weapons, more of a passing ideology for the New York Giants this year. So there's that. Um, Deshaun Corbin, I think he will make an NFL team. Whether it's a Giants practice squad, another practice squad, or just a special team around another roster, I do think the Giants should have tried him out a kick returner or punt returner because I feel like last year he did that well. Not this year, because guess what? He didn't get an opportunity at all. So I think he will make an NFL roster or a practice squad because I think he'd be a solid backup running back. I think teams need that speedster. If you got your main running back, your second running back is probably going to be a bruiser. Jashon Corbin isn't that. Third down running back, a guy that could catch passes out of the backfield. Running back three, special teamer. I think Jashon Corbin is that. Dennis Kelly. Not a giant, by the way. Should be on the Giants' radar. Now, of course, the Giants are 26th, 27th, 28th in the waiver wire order. So it's going to be tough. But you know the name Dennis Kelly before. It's from the Tennessee Titans. It's from the Eagles. It's from the Green Bay Packers. He's a solid backup in this league. Has started a lot of games. 
uh, better than Corey Cunningham, Matt Parrott, all the tackles that we've brought in better than them combined. You put aside Evan Neal, put aside Andrew Thomas. I would say he's on Tyree Phillips' level, maybe a little bit better, because Phillips is not great at tackle. Kelly is at least solid. So he just got cut from the Eagles. I think the Giants should go out there and sign him. O'Shane Zimenez should not be on the roster. That's just a common fact. He cannot do anything that, in my opinion, the Giants are asking him to do. I think, to be personally honest with you, the Giants are trying to puff him up as this, okay, he's a rotational pass rusher. No, 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 no. He wasn't able to beat backups. He was still playing with the third team. So I don't know how you give him a fair shot in that aspect um, because he really hasn't given you anything. He hasn't shown you anything. Backup corner should be another waiver priority. Bless Austin question mark. Yeah, there's going to be a ton of corners released over the next few days that I expect the Giants maybe to have an eye on. There's also William Jackson, who uh, was not necessarily happy with the amount of zone that Washington was playing. So if he is a man corner, he does excel in that area. I would expect the Giants to sign him. They did bring him in for a visit. But if not, Bless Austin is also another name out there. Solid backup, also special teamer. And then, finally, I will say this. Actually, you know what? I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that till after the stock up, stock down. So stock up, James Robinson no longer with the team. Jay Sean Corbin. Carter Coughlin, Kobe Smith, he's a guy I've talked about all preseason. Not on the stat sheet, but he plays really well against the run. So I would expect him as a keeper for the Giants practice squad. Stock down, O'Shane Zimenez, backup corners, Matt Parrott, and really backup O-line. Just hasn't gotten it done. So that thing I was going to say is this. A lot of interesting decisions for the New York Giants to make because of cutdown day. Yes, you could talk about this, this, and this. You know, some of the guys they already cut, whatever. But it's not just the cuts. It's who's coming off pup, who's going to IR, who's doing this, who's doing that. And I'm talking about veteran players. I'm not talking about guys, you know, UEFA trying to make the team. Nick McLeod is one of them. Are they going to IR him? Are they going to keep him on the roster then IR him? Or whatever the case may be. Are they going to keep him? Is he going to be good enough to go week one? Is he going to get cut? Is he going to get claimed by another team? Cole Beasley, out the last two weeks due to injury. Jamison Crowder maybe took his spot now. So Beasley... With a crowded wide receiver room, unlike last year, maybe he doesn't make the roster. Aaron Robinson, does he come off pop? Wandale Robinson, does he come off pop? Do they say, okay, the first four, five, six games are going to be out? Tyree Phillips, is he going to be healthy enough? Now, apparently he was practicing this week and wasn't ready to play against the Jets, but does he make the roster? I think he does, personally. DJ Davidson. Is he a roster bubble guy like a lot of people have been saying? Or is he going to stay on the roster as a sixth defensive lineman so that the Giants actually have depth in the defensive line position and just it just goes hard? Who knows? We'll see. But real quickly, this episode of the Big Blue in the Bronx podcast in the channel is sponsored by SeatGeek. If you're looking to go to a concert, Giants game, ball game in general, now you can with our help. Get $20 off. Entire order with the promo code Big Blue in the Bronx. That's the name of the podcast, name of the YouTube channel. Like, comment, subscribe to all the good stuff. Turn on post notifications so you know when live stream pops or drops. Appreciate all coming back. It's going to be a little bit of a fucked up schedule. Not going to lie to you guys over the next few days. We'll keep you guys updated on Twitter and YouTube because of the waiver wire cuts. And there's nothing really to put out on Saturday. So we'll keep you updated here. A lot more stuff for you guys. Peace out, guys. See you later. Stay cool. Go Big Blue.